Welcome back to the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm the trivia finale back-to-back champion, Josh. I don't even want to. I don't even want to say my name. That's so just. That's such a like a gut blow just to start this uh, after such a good week for us, dude. YouTube content live, mock draft went live, big boards went live, and then you're like, how? You can I... watch our trivia finale went live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, how can you gut punch, gut punch me twice? And now I'm like, all right, how do I recover? Apparently, I'm gonna have to recover by talking about your head coach leaving and Kyrie Irving and Christian Wood. This is just, all right. We're done. This, I'm this show's I'm going done. downhill. This show's going downhill really quickly already. I, man. All right. Well, welcome, welcome back to the Two Pointers Podcast. If he didn't say it, um, what a weird way to end the season, and then all of a sudden, Josh and I go. It's very the chippy. End, very chippy start to this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll only get better from here with these topics. Um, my problem is, is the season we were like, how do we put this beautiful bow on it? Because it'll end Sunday, regardless. You know, it would have ended yesterday. Recording this on the twentieth Monday, but. As you're hearing this, the draft is one day away. Our big boards are live, like I said. The mock draft is live with Tyler. YouTube is up. I mean, you guys are getting all this stuff. It's free, by the way. All of it. Subscribe, like, comment, everything you can. But, like, we were like, how do we put this beautiful bow on the end of the 75th anniversary season? We're going to do that by talking about the finals and all the credit that needs to go around. And then we're like, well, what are we going to talk about, you know, the couple days before the draft that's not draft-related? We have nothing else to do. And then all of a sudden... Kenny Atkinson doesn't take the Hornets job. Kyrie Irving apparently assessing for agency. And Christian Wood finally gets moved. Shout out to James Piercy. So, and it actually went to the, the team that he talked about. So I'm going to give him fair credit for that later. But, uh, yeah, where do we... Let's just begin on the positive note, I guess. If you're Unless you're a Celtics fan. If you're here from Boston, we apologize. If you're Caleb, who definitely isn't watching this. Because, <laughs> well... <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Um, anyway... I don't really know how. I don't have any questions. I don't have any notes for any of this finals recap stuff. I really enjoyed the finals. I just wanted to come out here and just say that I did really enjoy it. I'm assuming you felt the same way. So was there anything that you watched in Game 5 and Game 6? Is that what have been? Well, we talked about, I guess, after Game 5. Game 6 was the only game we haven't talked about um, in front of a microphone. I don't want to say anything about takeaways. I don't want to say anything about questions, anything that you learned, anything like that. Is there something you, when you watch Game Six that you had to come on to a microphone a couple of days later and go, "That's what I had to say about it"? It was more of the same, honestly. Felt the same way. Yeah, Golden State couldn't miss. Um, I felt Jason Tatum was really a big disappointment. He kind of disappeared offensively the entire series. Um, it wasn't just a select games went wrong. Uh, he, I think, unfairly. Was there was a lot of, oh, he needs to place the team on his back. There's all this star player rhetoric, as if the finals was a one-on-one game between Stephen Curry and Jason Tatum, which I think what is what most of these analysts wanted it to be, um, based on all the stuff that I saw. There's a lot of unfair stuff in that sense, but like, he played bad. Just played really bad, and it's gonna happen. You hate that it happens there. So this is in no way me making an excuse for Jason Tatum, but I do think it's important to note that Tatum had the second most minutes, and don't lose me here for a second because this is a bit mouthful of a statistic that really opened my eyes to... He's had a great playoff run, other than 100 turnovers in the playoffs. Tatum had the second most minutes in playoff series in playoff history for a 24-year-old all-time. So 24-year-olds that have ever played you know, any time in the playoffs through the finals... He has the most minutes for a 24-year-old, 24-year-old second most minutes behind Tayshaun Prince. I don't know if that's 
interesting to note that Tayshawn Prince is first, but Jason Tatum has a lot more, obviously, I think we can agree, defensive and offensive load than Tayshawn Prince would have at any point in his NBA career. That's no disrespect to Tayshawn. That's just, I, I just think Tatum had to go through this juggernaut. And I'm not, I made, I laid out the case about the Warriors, you know, missed Phoenix and all that stuff, whatever. But the Celtics had to get through Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, right? And they swept them, took care of them well. They had to get through Giannis at full, absolute, full bore strength without Chris Milton, because at that point, Giannis has to do everything. And he took that series to seven. They went to seven, right? Is it, am I right? Seven? Yep. Yeah, so took that series to seven. And then they should have beaten Miami in six or five, depending on some of the games that went with some of those ways with the quarters. The Celtics couldn't win a third quarter this whole playoff run, and the fact that they made it this far, I have nothing bad to say about them. I don't have a ton I want to talk about. I just want them to get fair credit for the fact that they made it there. I think what's really important is incredible too, season. Incredible season. They were they were fifty yeah. they were five hundred at on December twenty seventh. They hadn't won the Eastern Conference in well over a decade. And it's one thing too, like Celtics fans have a higher expectation than winning the Eastern Conference, don't get me wrong. But what I want people to understand is like this doesn't have to be now granted, the West is gonna be a bloodbath next year. I am here I am, people are gonna aggregate this a year later when the Warriors are here again. But West is going to be a bloodbath next year with the Nuggets getting better, the Clippers getting better, if the Lakers can figure something out, etc. There's a lot of teams in there where it's like, okay, these teams have at least a fighting chance. Grizzlies are going to get a year better, all that stuff, right? But the East, it's like, okay, Miami, you got to figure out what they're going to do, if they're going to move Duncan Robinson, whatever. Philly, Probably, there's no telling. They, Miami very likely but, may add Bradley Beal. Regardless, you know, the Wizards <laughs> will get worse. As somebody, the Knicks could retool a couple of things. There's not a lot of teams where I'm like, Okay, like the East, the, belt, the Celtics can make it back very easily. What I think is even more important to note because of me saying that is they have like a $17.5 million trade exception. They have a huge, 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 huge piece. They have something they can do. They needed a ball handler. Not that Derek White couldn't have done what he did. He was the reason, one of the biggest reasons they got into the finals, right? They made that trade, and he ended up being a huge piece. I just, I, they have a move to make, and I'm not sure what it is yet. Obviously, it's a little too early to decide that, but... I have to give full credit where it was due. I didn't have anything on the Celtics other than just a congratulations and just a, a really, truly cool way for them to make it for the 75th season, too. They've been around a long time, historic franchise. I really enjoyed it. Question for you. Are the Warriors back? I knew you were going to ask this in some form or fashion. Still, like it's, a, it's a good question. Well, and it depends on how much of a b-hole i want to be about it because it's like okay are the warriors back they're back in a year where they avoided phoenix and they had a cakewalk to the finals when they played you know the talking about full bore of uh, a superstar player Jokic was doing literally everything by himself and won him a game and then they played memphis it's just I... yes yes they are because and i'll tell you why it's not as simple as me trying to be a talking head on first take what i want people to realize is that they missed Clay for two years, and yes, that's important. People understand Clay almost missed a thousand game, a thousand days of of NBA basketball or of of time between his game last and his game till he came back this year. The last time he played was against the Toronto Raptors in 2019. That is yeah. pre that is pre COVID 19. That is pre shortened NBA season. That is pre bubble. That is pre yeah. this full seat. Like that's a long time ago. I don't think people really understand that. Clay comes back from two ridiculously bad injuries. Draymond, whether like they won this without Draymond being Draymond really until game five and game six. And that's kind of huge to me. Like he wasn't this like Draymond that Draymond had 30, 10, and like eight in an elimination game in one of their first couple of playoffs 
back then. Obviously, younger guy, better defender then. I get it. But this wasn't Draymond that was like the guy helping them be the piece that got them to the next step. This was Draymond that just was okay with contributing what he needed to do, being the same intense guy. I just, I'm thrilled for them. Honestly, I really am. And it sucks either way because I'm like, I, I don't want the Celtics to win number 18. I don't want the Warriors to win a bunch more. Like, obviously as a fan, but I really enjoyed it just as, as a basketball fan. I really enjoyed seeing Steph hit this, just this level where it was like, cool, he had a bad game, but like, normally a superstar can learn from that bad game and have a better playoff from then on, and he did. He had an unbelievable game in game six. I can't really sit here and say, like, I'm not just floored that this was one of the better. Like, the playoffs might have stunk a couple of times with some of these third quarters, don't get me wrong, but some of these quarters and where they swung. I just had a great finals. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed every game. I watched every second of it. It was just, it was just awesome. So the reason I wanted to bring up the Warriors being back is because the question <coughs> next year is going to become who is back. Because I'm just going to list for you um, the players that just won an NBA Finals ring that are free agents. Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bialica, Andre Iguodala, Damian Lee, Gary Payton II, Chris Chioza, Quindary Weatherspoon. And Jordan Poole is up for his contract extension. So, under contract, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga, Moses Moody. And, and Poole who, with it as extension. And whoever they decide to draft at 27, if they yeah. decide to do that, 28. Can you guess for me how much Steph Would makes next year? I know it's a lot. I actually just looked at this yesterday. I don't remember when it goes up. I want to say it's $48 million and it goes up from there. It's 48 what is Clay wow. make next year? Uh, too much. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think it's 39. I, that might be wrong. It might be more 40 than he was... and 600,000. Man, I dude, I am on today. I don't know why. <laughs> I needed um, this last week. If the Golden State Warriors decide to tack on an automatic extension to uh, Andrew Wiggins' contract, it will cost them $33 million for him next year. So probably not going to happen. Draymond is set for 25.8 next season. So that, because if you're I think... counting at home, is, well, let's just take Steph, Clay, and Draymond. That is $113 million. That's what I want to stop for a second. Right. Which is more than a lot of teams' entire roster. Here, Here's what I'll say, because A, I don't want to spend up forever on this, because we're going to have the whole offseason to do stuff like this. <clears throat> what I want people to realize, and I'm so glad that Steve Kerr did this, in the postgame after the finals when they, were won, when they won on Boston's court, of all places, he brought up a name that I don't think if you were to say this to the average NBA fan, this name, I don't think a lot of people recognize it, and that's disgraceful because he's been the reason that the Warriors are able to figure stuff like that out. Uh, and it's Bob Myers. Bob Myers was right up on the stage. Steve Kerr gave him all all the flowers that was deserved. And if there's anybody that I think in the NBA right now, other than maybe like, I really, th honestly, I, I think he might be the one because Presti's got the draft picks and the pedigree of some other stuff. But I think this, if there's anybody that can get it done, I think it's Bob Myers. Get it done in what way? Like, that's not... You're not going to bring all those back. guys back. You're not. No, and, th and that's not, not what I'm remotely. saying. Not hmm. remotely. I don't want to even answer the question on, like, what's their next step, what's their move, because I don't know yet. There's too many things to deal with. They may not even have the 28th pick. I, they may... Their their vision of who they keep completely, completely different from ours. Obviously, if, I'm, if it's me, I'm finding a way to get some kind of value in a sign and trade for Wiggins if I can. I'm not saying that's a good idea, but obviously at this point he's not worth the 30 whatever million for the long term especially for the warriors and that's not a that's not a, that's not a, a diss. for four 
it's not a diss. It really isn't. It's just that they can they can win without him. Long term. Let me be clear. People are going to torch me for what I just said because I they just won it because he was the second best player. They can win it long term because they can get another guy like that. They can find a way to move him in a sign and trade. Or maybe they take him and then they just fill in the pieces around. At that point, that's why I'm giving Bob Myers credit because of all people, that's who can get it done. If it's me, it's Gary Payton. It's probably figuring out how you do something with the Wiseman and figuring out how to get him off the books eventually with the with the rookie extension coming up eventually for him. There's a lot to do there. I don't want to dive into that because I don't, I don't think it's worth it right now because we don't know enough. But no, you're right. That is a really eye-opening thing. Like the Celtics have a almost the opposite problem where a lot of guys are on good deals with the with the trade exception. Like I said, a couple draft picks in the second. They have some things that they can do. It's a tale. It's a tale of two differences. It's just a tale of what they can do. I don't know. I mean, would you? You don't even want to entertain the idea of what to do either. It's just a good point, right? I mean, is that really where you we are? You can't. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I was bringing it up, not as a how do they solve this. It's a, you don't. You can't. They we thought that before when Kevin Durant was there and then left. I mean, well, no, that was that was a case of oh, can they put pieces together get better because their star player left? This is a they can't run the same team back again. They are going to have to rebuild the team basically from scratch once more. Yeah, because like the decision comes down to do. you're going to have to choose between Wiggins and Poole this year. You can't give them both big money, but they're both going to want it. Can I give them neither money? <laughs> you could give neither of them money. Yeah. That might be a way to fix uh, it. It's going to be a choice between the two of them. Um, but then it's also like, that's considering, then maybe you can bring Kavon Looney back because the consideration is Kavon Looney's not going to stay. He's walking because he's getting more. So then you lose your big man that was the massive contributor to get you through the regular season to have a good record. I think people overlook like the players that are logging in these important minutes through the regular season and being uh, that feature on the offensive board over the time. Maybe they'll maybe Wiseman's healthy, and they Look, can do it they, through him. But Looney's not coming back. Uh, they can they can do whatever they want with the big man position. I'm really not sold that that's going to be the difference for me. For me, it's figuring out Jordan Paul's a horrible defender. That that's a problem, and Andrew Wiggins is not. So I think at that point, if you're picking straws between those two and then figuring out the rest, I think you take Wiggins. This is not what this what I wanted this to turn into. But like Tyler laid out a great case on Saturday's mock with Christian Coloco or Walker Kessler. Coloco more likely because of the athleticism. But it, he's great Wiseman insurance. He's a super cheap contract. You'd have him at 28. Stuff like that. They have things that they can do. I agree with you, though. I think it's it's they're kind of on this verge where like they can't just tear it down because they're defending champs. Like they have to find a way. Well, there's no tearing it down. They're just it's the pieces well, you, are going to walk away. Like there's if you walk away with everything, the NBA is, has a salary cap. You can't pay the guys because yeah. you've committed all of the money to your three stars, like you should. But because you're paying about ninety million each season going forward to Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson, you were locked in to those two, and then you got to. Get whoever's gonna go for low money to place around them, and the loyalty, the loyalty of paying those guys like that, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like Bob, I'm not saying it's a bad decision. That. No, it's but, not. At bare minimum, it got them two titles with those three as the helm. So I can't be disappointed if I'm a Bob Myers, b I can't remember the name of the Warriors owner right now, and Lake then, c thank you, and then c uh, Warriors fans. Like I want people to understand too, like. This is this offseason is going to be the free agency. I think is going to get forgotten about for a little while because the draft's coming up in three days, well, three days from now, but one day from when you hear this. It's important to note, like this offseason is going to be really, really crazy. Weird with, like 
it, it there's like I, I think, think it's gonna people be need outrageous. To, from eighteen million down, it's gonna be really good. And I think people need to understand that. Like example, PJ Tucker just declined his player option today for Miami. Mm-hmm. He's gonna test free agency. Who's the perfect piece for them as a defender and just in the playoffs next year? PJ Tucker. I don't think the Bucks are gonna pay Bobby Portis. Who's a great player for the Warriors? Bobby Portis. That's a great piece. Like they also we're not we're, we're ruling out the trades thing. I wanted to end with this when it comes to like the 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 piece with the money and stuff. I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't think to I didn't think to mention this when I gave Andrew Wiggins his props the other day. But obviously we, I mentioned that the the minutes thing with Tatum and yada yada yada, right? Like Tatum started. Wiggins was a huge part part of his struggle. I th- Kevin Durant's going to get dragged through the mud because anything when the Warriors succeed and Kevin Durant's not there. I mean, it's not a joke. I hate to be the guy to mention it, but that's what it is. But Warriors fans should be really thankful because Kevin Durant didn't have to leave for nothing or something. They, they did the signing trade with D'Angelo Russell. People forget that. That's the whole yeah. reason they have Andrew Wiggins. And it's not KD doing that per se, but I'm saying he could have been like, no, screw you guys. I'm leaving. I'm walking. I'm not telling you anything. We're not doing this. Da-da. He probably gave them a heads up, and they probably worked out a sign-in trade. That's obviously where we are in the NBA offseasons now with sign-in trades. But um, at the end of the a day— A lot of times the sign-in trades are because, and I think this is probably true, the Nets couldn't build a super more. team without moving Russell. So right. it was 100%. a sign-in trade out of necessity for Brooklyn. Right. And it's just— I'm making the joke that KD should be, uh, you know, almost winking from the sideline being like, you're welcome. I got you the piece that got you Andrew Wiggins. What I actually wanted to end with, you do not have to answer this because I've done this with you long enough now, almost two years coming up, our anniversary, as crazy as that sounds here. I'm going to say this, and then you can respond accordingly. I have not sat down, and this is one of my off-season projects. I'll just spoil this for the listeners. One of my off-season projects is to sit down and to do my pyramid. My hierarchy of all-time players. It's 75 seasons. I've got 75 players. I didn't actually do it when we had the 75 list come out because we didn't. there wasn't a way for us to do it for the podcast. It made sense and whatever, right? I knew this year was going to matter in terms of some of those legacies. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and it opened my eyes. Um, but as of right now, I have Steph at 10 all-time. It's abundantly clear to me that right now, based on everything we know about Steph and everything we know about some guys that I had around him, I have him at 10. And and basically, for those that are sitting here wondering, well, why does that matter? He passed Akeem for me. Now, I haven't sat down and fully made the t- hierarchy and the tiers. This very well could change. But as of right now, when I watched that finals and I went, he won a finals MVP. He just won his fourth. Two MVPs changed the shape of the league and how it's played. Score, you know, best three-point shooter we've ever seen in our entire lives that probably we'll ever see. You know, the amount of points we'll end up with, the amount of assists we'll end up with, the amount of steals we'll end up with, all this stuff together. I, I don't know. I, I had this like hierarchy moment the other night, and I just put him in, and I and I couldn't believe it. But it that's where I have him right this moment. Cool. I see. I knew you were gonna do this crap. I knew you were gonna be like, yeah, I don't know. I've done my list, whatever. I don't. I don't do that. But Caleb had him. No, I have a good finals. idea of where I'd put him. I'm just not gonna say it. <laughs> okay. I would love to hear it post. You know, you spending two out two months without full NBA and college basketball content. Because that's what's going to happen. We're going to get bored from, like, August 10th to, like... Ask me where Steph ranks all time when he retires. Yeah. See, for those that are new here, Josh is the let me do this when the guys retire. But there's always going to be guys coming up and being better as they go and where they end up and yada, yada, yada. I'm not having the KD and Steph stuff. You, you, you like, basically only want to debate if these guys are retired. Like, it sucks because, like... I don't know where I'm going to... I get it. Because right now he's like where I put him right now. Where is that? I'm what is what's gonna What do you have to lose by saying that right now? Honestly, 
Because it can change. There's nothing wrong with that. You, what are we basing it on? Like, I, I you're, hate you're, these what you, ba- what you base it on is totally up to you. I don't care. But right now, based on everything in terms of... I look at a couple different things. I'll just give you mine. I look at, obviously, accomplishments as a player. And I'm not like... I can give you a percentage breakdown later. It's not a big deal. But but impact as a player... Or, sorry, sorry. Achievements first, or in general. Achievements is what I think of. Right? Which would be statistics and, and like points and where they rank and all this. I look at championships, which is part of the achievements. They kind of go hand in hand. I look at, did you change basketball in some form? In fact, did you make the game better? Did you make it progress? Did you do some kind of, like, example, Shaq completely changed the way. Like, there are there are multiple NBA rules that have changed because of Shaq. That is an impacting thing on the game of basketball. Steph, same thing. Stuff like that, right? Hakeem even had a couple of those stuff moments. And then I look at, like, just pure talent and how I evaluate it, just like I would the draft. And I go, is this guy good at this or how would he rank it based on all those things coming together kind of like a pie chart for me just because of like i'm not saying he's like talent more talented than akeem Akeem's one of the most talented players of all time but based on everything he won he has two more championships he has two more mvps or one more mvp excuse me he's gonna end up having way more points he's gonna end up having way more assists obviously the assists aren't gonna be See, a big it's deal like there. that's all like yeah. that's all projections and conjecture he's gonna end up He's well, he's, gonna, I think he's only, I think he's only like four spots behind him right now, in points. Without looking, I think he's really close, and he'll pass him eventually. Is my point, and for me too, could like it's the, that's great. And if he does, then I'll probably still have him at ten because he's got more championships and he's a better player, better shooter, whatever. It, for me, it's right now based on everything we know. You, you, I'm not projecting a ton. Is my point. I'm not projecting a ton with Steph. Like we know what we know right now, and it would really drastically like would it change for you if he won a fifth one? Probably not, right? I don't base stuff as much right. on how many titles a guy won. Exactly. So if we're doing that, easier. then my best players are... You got Bill Russell, then you got all these other Whatever. guys that played Whatever. with Bill Russell. Whatever. Um, that all have 11 championships. They matter in a total package of a player like him, but my point is if that... that... I mean, if we're doing titles, I mean... Put Scottie Pippen ahead of Steph Curry. He's got six. That's not what I'm saying. You, you know that's not what I'm saying. You're trying to all the famer. He's big time right now. What I'm trying to under, what, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that should make your decision easier if you base it less on titles. You don't have to answer. Like I said, I, I led with you. Don't have to answer this. What I'm telling you is based on everything I do. And I. But then you put, the you pushed board, me to answer it after you said well, I don't. Because you to thought of, you started to think about it. You started to think about it. No, I, I didn't like, start to think about it. I had it in my head. I just said I wasn't going to answer. I hope if someone comments it, then reply to it. But okay. It's it's something that I think people like some people I care may about or it more I may than not. others. Some people care about it more than others. I have heard is, this I care about it. Rhetoric of Steph's a top ten guy or Steph was carried by KD or this is his legacy game or this is a Tatum legacy game or all this. It's just so annoying. Well, your all time player rankings, like it's just if you don't care about him, you don't care about him. But my point is is somebody like me who has always done them and now it even matters more because so I have an all-time player heavy. rankings, but I think that the championships thing is really it's stupid. Great. No, I, because it's, you have to have four other guys on the court with you at any point in time. You have to. Have you eight, could be the best player ever and never win a championship because you just didn't have those players. That's fair, but most of them don't. I like I said, I don't. I, those weren't in order for me when it comes to what they what they rank. It's a matter of how, how those all how those all conglomerately become a piece of a player. So, like, I don't want to sit here and be like, well, then, like, Hakeem, whatever. The Hakeem thing's easy for me because of all the things, if you add them up together. And, by the way, right now, Hakeem's 12th. That's not that crazy. He was a top 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever guy. Like, he's not drastically moving. The point is, is 
Steph, for me, I want to, A, appreciate what we're watching, and B, some people just care about these rankings more than others, and I've always done them, and for me, as a guy's play, like, I don't have to wait till they retire, or I don't have to wait for this to happen or whatever. We're seeing what we're seeing now, and, like, Magic Johnson played 11 years, and people have him in the top five. Stuff like that has to matter eventually, where it's like Steph's having this run in this moment where, for the way I value players and the way I evaluate and rank them, he's 10th. Like I said, when I opened it, you don't have to you don't have to agree or disagree or comment. I just want that to be out there because that very well could change tomorrow. But as of right this moment, on June 20th, not two days after the finals, because technically they ended whatever day game six was, technically they ended yesterday. But I have him right there and I'm comfortable with that and I'm happy to have those debates with people because I think it's I think it's just part of the fun with the fact that we're stuck with nothing from August 10th to like August you know, September, whatever, right? We have that moment where there's nothing to talk about and people start to look at that stuff. They have time. I'll let you go right ahead. <laughs> your head coach, uh, you, your head coach, head coach drafts in three. Yeah, your head coach listen through and drafts coach. in three days. Three days from now, you will One not head have coach. a head coach. Drafting without. There is no head coach. <sighs> you have something prepared for this? Like, it seems like you uh, just want to just be in pity. I don't know. Okay, I'll ask this. Are you more mad at Woj or are you more mad that it happened? He found out from Woj. He found out from Roach's tweet. He had no clue that he had gotten the job. Like, that's a problem. What? You didn't hear that? I thought that's what you were fr- I thought that's what you were frustrated about. He heard he he like did he it came out that he apparently had not found out at that point. And he had found what out from Woj's about? tweet. Kenny Atkinson. We're talking about Kenny Atkinson, who's no longer the head coach of the Hornets, 24 hours later. Like, did you not see that? Apparently, so, and look, I don't, supposedly he found out I from I saw Woj's that tweet. the Hornets didn't find out that Atkinson wasn't taking the job until Woj's tweet. There you go. I had it backwards. Thank you. Because yeah, I had no idea what you're way. talking about. Either way, are you, like, it's a matter of you got the guy you wanted and he's gone, or are you like where are you at with this? Because I I have nothing to say about it because it's not my team, not my coach. My the biggest thing I'm upset about is that the Hornets are getting needlessly dragged through the mud. Like it's absolute garbage. Like the entire rhetoric around this was Kenny Atkinson rather would stay an assistant coach than coach the Charlotte Hornets. That's completely on him, You're too. getting pulled bad. And it's like, I don't blame Kenny Atkinson. I do. I don't because I don't view these people as non-player character, people that only exist to coach basketball, like most people do. He has a family and children who are in high school who, shocker, to all of you out there listening, these kids don't want to move across the country while they're in high school. Understandable. That's is it a better basketball situation? That's that is the, what, what happened. Like well, that's that great. is what happened. And if and that's like the case, that is the story. However, everything I've seen has now turned. The story is man, the Hornets suck. Well, why and Lamelo and Miles have gotta leave Charlotte. Okay, but that's you're overthinking how the media is going to narrate stuff. What no, I want I'm, I'm not. Why Have did you not get... been on Twitter? I'm not. You you need to be off Twitter as more because no, you made me be on Twitter because I have to run the account. What I want people to realize is it's not you're overthinking it. Like, why did it get as far as it did 
if that's ultimately what the like it seems like everything the way it was put out is that he made the decision and then was like eh, i don't want to move my kids cool don't accept a freaking head coaching job don't take the job and don't put these people through this situation where they're non you know non-player whatever you said npcs like don't put the process through don't like you don't need the head coaching experience or the 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 interview experience like he's i don't mind looking at me any less for this but what i want people to realize is like why waste an entire owner gm and franchises as a whole time he wasted their time they're now head coachless three and look and i told you i didn't care about this and here i am talking about it I don't care about this, but like at the same time, we're three days from the NBA draft. Your team doesn't have a head coach to contribute to p picking at the 13th overall pick and the 15th overall pick, and potentially higher or further back because you got a bigger player. So now I have no idea what's happening because at this point, do they pick 13 and 15 without knowing the head coach, or do they make a move being like, hope the head coach likes Rudy Gobert, hope the head coach likes that style of system and fit and defense, like, or hope this guy likes Miles Turner. It's like. For me, yes, I don't want people to like understand. Like, I, you gotta like not let the stupid internet get to you. I want to understand why he put these people through the process, and then was like, "Eh, the Warriors just want to win a title." He, he must think something's gonna work out with that cap situation we just talked about in the segment before, because Mike Brown was like, "I'll take Sacramento." <laughs> Mike Brown, Mike Brown is a coach that had hasn't head coached in six years, and he was like, "Yeah, Sacramento works." No, because Kenny Atkinson doesn't want to move his family. That's that's fine. Don't interview for a head coaching position. I agree. A thirty-eight hundred miles you away. You should have figured that out a long time ago. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't let the Twitter crap about the Bridges and Lament. Like, that's going to happen with any franchise of any time. You're just going to see it more because you're just going to see it more. They aren't going anywhere. They're going to give Miles Bridges a hundred and whatever Michael Porter Jr. got plus some. Apparently, maybe not. I mean, they're going to give they're going to give him. Uh, I will go on record right this moment. They are giving him at least what Michael Porter Jr. got. Which James is saying we might not. Million. That's great. And that would be at that point, I would tear your franchise to shred because I'm not a fan. I have nothing to lose. $185 million is what he's at least worth. Michael Porter Jr. money is what I'm referring to. Yeah. Who's not playing with a back injury and not worth $185 million. Let me just be clear. You have a franchise-altering talent who has two more years on a rookie-scale deal. You have the opportunity, whatever Kenny Atkinson wants to do aside. that He was a great hire. He would have been a great hire. Now, you get Mark Jackson, it all works out great, whatever. But you're to the point now, like, and I don't want to beat a dead horse or kick you while you're down, but again, I can't stress enough, your head coach matters in a draft cycle com conversation. Like people need to people who might be new to the NBA or new to the draft or new to conversations around this, you can't or you you can. Let me be clear, you can. People did it. Three different teams did it last year, but you shouldn't have this 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 franchise altering move or pick or conversation without the guy that's going to be the one making those decisions on the basketball floor. That was the whole problem with Borrego. There was miscommunication. There was discourse. There was whatever. I'm just, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Like I, I we're literally having this conversation because someone didn't want to move their family. Uh -huh. That's great. We're having this conversation, basically correcting our prior conversation around the fact that you got yeah. Kenny Atkinson. No, I mean he. Had I don't understand it. Every right to make the decision he made, but the consequences of it is that he screwed a team so hard by mm -hmm. doing it. Has this ever happened before that you're aware of? Um, not in the NBA. 
That's a good point. Where else? Has it happened? Like, the Indianapolis Colts had happened to them a few years ago. With oh, you gosh, should know New England Patriots offense, uh, offensive coordinator Josh oh, McDaniels. McDaniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Accepted yeah, yeah, yeah. the Colts job, and then turned down the Colts job. I just, I don't know. I, I, I didn't expect to get this flustered about it, but I just, I hate to ask you what's next, but like, who the heck do they get interviewed and in, they have to have a plan already. <laughs> Like they had to have had a plan. Well, no, because they like had, you, you just call you like for that. you're just going to call Mike D'Antoni and say, "Hey, you are our second choice, but you want to come coach for two years before you decide to retire." So you're you're basically you're you're set on the fact they're probably going to end up with D'Antoni. They're going to hire D'Antoni. Man, it's a I bad mean, it's decision. Not, it, in hindsight, you know, a guy who didn't want to move his thing across the country, whatever. We haven't seen him coach except for in a situation with. You know, a young team that was, you know, his roster that I laid it out with uh, on the the Swarm and Sting podcast. I laid it out. I was like, look, I mean, they had a terrible team for the longest time with, you know, when Atkinson was there. And then all of a sudden he gets like 20 games with Katie and Kyrie and, that, and it gets fired. So as much as I love him, like, it, they're also. No, isn't before Katie and Kyrie there. got there, he turned D'Angelo Russell into an all star and then went to the playoffs. He did. No, and the Jared Allen playing Jared Allen the way he yeah. did too, that was a big deal. My point was though those two guys were basically the only good player he had for four years until they got there. And, and Karis Levert. He made a great he made a great a good thing out of nothing really for a while. But regardless, like I don't know what he would have been like in Charlotte. We don't know that, so it's all hypothetical. At least uh-huh. Antoni we, we at least Antoni like him or not championship wise, he's had a proof of track record. Oh, we know what his track work. record is. We know what his system is. It's the one we've been running for the last four years. I know, and that that we just fired a coach over. Do you? I mean, I don't know. I I have nothing else to say because at this point, if it's Mark Jackson, that's great. But it, I'm not I'm not hanging that up. I guess I'll say I'm not hanging that up just yet. Because if D'Antoni's second choice, that's fine. But is Michael Jordan really going to sit there and go? And Mitch Kupchak, obviously. Are they really going to sit there and go, Agassim was a total opposite, uh, who came from D'Antoni's system, I get it, whatever, but Kenny Agassim is not the same coach as Mike D'Antoni. They have different styles in the way they play defense especially. Are they really going to sit there and go, yeah, we'll just settle for the second best guy? Like, that might he who might not be the second best guy. I just don't. I'm done. I don't get it. There's not a good way the story ends. Hey, look, it may end well with uh, how they pick, but at this point I'm more intrigued by the fact that I'll be more intrigued up until, what, eight draft starts at eight. First pick will be in by 8-11. I'll be more intrigued if they don't have a head coach by 8 o'clock on Thursday night than I will be with who the heck they pick or what they do with it. Because at this point, I'm not I, I'm not going to even care anymore because I don't know who the heck's going to be contributing to making that pick or playing that roster. Because at this point, we don't even know what the 13 and 15th picks are worth for them if they want to move up to 11 with the breakers. They're even going to have the 13 and 15th. Like, it's just... Yeah, the breakers are there for them to move up, but I don't care if you're moving up to get a guy that the next head coach doesn't play or doesn't play. they're not planning a move up. It's a send one out for a player. Is the Right. Either way, that head coach doesn't... doesn't system doesn't fit that player or whatever, then you're kind of stuck at square one at that point. Obviously, we didn't want to give Borrego any sense of voice on what we should do with building the team, so I don't see why that should change Cupcheck's plan at all, but the Hornets Again, should never I... fire James Borrego. Now let's move on. Discourse. Happier thoughts. Actually, wow, man. I, this is, we should not have been this negative today. Kyrie Irving's our next topic. I, Kyrie Irving, according to everything we found out in the last 24 hours, 
is possibly testing free agency. This story is about as scratch surface as possible because we don't even know if he's technically co- spend, or uh, I say coaching. I'm so fired up still. We don't even know if he's even technically testing free agency. He is potentially, as of today, potentially testing free agency. So, A, I guess my question for you is, why the heck are we talking about this? And, B, <laughs> it doesn't even matter right now because it's Kyrie Irving, I guess, right? Is that the answer to the question that I just asked myself? Yeah, because he's one of the best point guards in the Does it even today? matter? I mean, it's pretty okay, massive then, well, to just lay out the case, then. watch this Brooklyn Nets collapse go further. It's it's kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. I mean, it. if we think about like greatest failures to build a super team in NBA history, this is far worse than what the Lakers did. It's honestly just hilarious to watch Brooklyn continue to fall apart the way that they are. If we talk about like greatest failures to build a super team, it's probably the greatest failure to build a super team. Like the only thing that like matches up is the Steve Nash and Dwight Howard are in LA. I can't, I'm not falling for that. Uh, or maybe that, maybe no no. I've got there's an equally greater point. This is probably Brooklyn's second worst attempt to build a super team, right behind trading for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I still. I think they were just a casualty of just being like, cool, so who can Boston dump this crap on? And I think they were just the team. That, in exchange I don't think for our next trying to nine. Super team. Maybe they, they traded away like were. eight years worth of draft picks for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but did they really? Yeah. Did they really think that 30, would he would have been at the time, 34-year-old Paul Pierce, 35-year-old Kevin Garnett, they did. and 32-year-old Joe Johnson? Yeah, they did. Were they really the answer? I mean, I don't That's know. That's what they thought. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't like I said, I don't want to sit here because apparently according to the report that it was it was New York and Los Angeles. Yeah, no, Lakers it's the, the <laughs> New York and Los Angeles are interested. Potential suitors. I'm like they're interested in every free agent. Yeah, and that's why I don't even that's why I don't care to talk about this because a it's at least more. Because I've also heard about how LA was inquiring about Bradley Beal and DeJunta Murray and any insert name of player here Lamelo Ball. They're inquiring about Lamelo apparently uh, because they're the Lakers and LeBron's just asking for every player. Sorry. Yeah, at this point, um, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's what it just I, seems like again, from the the media reporting of it. At least is what I'll say. Oh, it is, and. And that's why I don't really care to talk about Kyrie. I just want to at least have this on the record and be like, cool, we talked about it. We were at least addressing the story head on. Like, I don't even have a question. Like, why are we even talking about this again? Like, I ask that question because is there something that you got out of this where you were like, well, it's a big deal. Yes, it's Kyrie Irving testing for agency. But, like, what matters to him? Like, what situation is better for Kyrie Irving right now? I don't think there's many. That's an awesome question. Exactly. Which what is why matters to Kyrie Irving is a question that. No, no, what, not even. What what situation makes more sense? There's another situation where I'm like, that's where I want to go if I'm Kyrie Irving. I mean, I don't if get you're it. the Lakers, trying to get Kyrie is probably your best offseason scenario. Like that's and you think the Nets, one. after losing the Nets, after losing the James Harden trade outright, are going to be like. If he walks. So. Well, not like, even, this isn't like, a case like, of so like cool, the Nets having much. We'll take Russ back. 
Well, if he walk, no, if he goes to the Lakers, it's not a walk; it's a sign and trade. Yeah. Russell Westbrook leaves. That's what people don't understand. Like it, it's not a if he walks. If he walks, it's to somewhere that has free agent, that has cap yeah. money, and there's like three teams that have cap money. <laughs> Nowhere has cap money for Kyrie Irving. He's no. He thinks he's worth thirty three million dollars at least. Isn't he? But that's what if I'm saying. Plays? That's what people don't understand. This isn't. I'm not paying. I should have said it three years ago without a podcast. I'm not paying Kyrie Irving a dollar if I'm a GM. I'm not. Is that because not of worth his the crap to me? Is that because of his um, antics? Yes. Dennis Rodman, devil may care. Yes. 100%. Attitude, or is it his play? Because if we're talking about his one hundred percent, Dennis Rodman played basketball games. If we're talking about on Dennis the court, Bar- Dennis like Rodman he, played. Yes, yeah, true. If Kyrie actually played, thank you. Seventy-two games a regular season, he's worth forty million a year. He's one of the best players in the. I'm league. glad you think seventy regular seasons are seventy-two games. But no, it's because nobody plays a full eighty-two. Play forty of them. That's true. No, nobody of his caliber doesn't. I don't even want to like entertain the thought of like some possible destinations because none of them make sense. Like Kyrie Irving, like you know, you know, a team that's sneakily going to have cap space this offseason. Detroit. 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 No, they're not. No, Miami's Miami's the same boat. Golden State is. Because Miami You're has money there. to outright sign Bradley Beal. I think they have the money. Kyle Lowry is still on a $30 million contract. Unless yeah. he's a free agent, I wasn't aware. So, no, they don't have that much money. My point is, they don't have Kyrie Irving money. No one really does. Detroit and Minnesota have, like, Kyrie Irving money right now. Do either of those situations, if you're Kyrie Irving, make any more sense? I mean, this is a serious question. This is why I didn't want to do this stupid Kyrie Irving segment. Because it doesn't make any sense. We're basically asking a question that we can't answer for three weeks. You realize this, right? We are literally asking a question that we will not answer in for three weeks. The draft will happen. The draft recap will happen. July 4th will happen. Free agency will happen. Like, there are three weeks of things. If I'm going to be honest with you, the whole reason I wanted to do this story and... Shout out to Grayson. Grayson, you'll really appreciate this joke that I'm about to see of it. Is I want the Kyrie to LA Lakers trade to happen just because um, it would mean Brooklyn is now building around their core of Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. (laughs) So Christian Wood got traded the other day. To the Mavericks uh, for the twenty six overall pick and a bunch of role players. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I can't talk about Kyrie in another minute, or I'm gonna have a stroke. So I really won't. I, you, you're you're so the rest of Kyrie every second. No, I, I'm good. I, I'm I'm gonna have a stroke if I say another word about Kyrie Irving. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself. And either a we're gonna talk about Christian no, Wood, or yeah. b you're gonna continue to talk about Christian Wood. Let's go. Yeah. So the whole podcast is off the rails. They're just. Christian Wood was traded. All right, my question Mavericks. is: Does this trade matter uh, for Dallas? Yeah, 100%. does this trade matter? Yeah. yeah, that was where we wanted to land because I have not, even though the trade happened what Saturday, three mm-hmm. days ago. I still don't think I really know what I feel about it because I still I thought think it happened. Dallas didn't it happen before the finals ended? What? Either way, it. It, ha- it hasn't been long enough for me to process that A, is it a good fit for Dallas, and B, it's not their final move because they can still technically re-sign Jalen Brunson and all that stuff. And it, I don't know. Is this the, we don't think we're getting Jalen Brunson, so we're going to get another guard in some form or fashion? I, I just, I don't know. 
because Christian Wood is a terrible defender and isn't the kind of guy that I think fits next to Luka Doncic very well. Really? Potentially. And look, I don't know. I've, I've had like less than a week to process this. I think Jalen Brunson fits better next to Luka Doncic than, than Christian Wood does. And they're probably not going to be able to do both unless they think they can. But they're going to be the team that can give him more technically. Because I thought like... I just don't understand. I don't understand the best situation at all. for Luca is to have a player who is not ball dominant, is not this like team leading score. He doesn't need like Luca doesn't need a co pilot or a partner in crime. He needs a support staff for the way that he plays. Luka Doncic is Luka Doncic just doesn't, to me, fit well with other star players. We saw it with Chris Tops and how much they improved when he didn't have another star like that was going to dominate play at any point. Christian Wood is an incredibly skilled scorer, can't play a lot of defense, but he's a great scorer who can work incredibly well in support of Luka Doncic to just rack up points for Dallas. And it didn't cost them anything. It cost them basically nothing. It cost them Boban, Murray, Boban and the 26th pick. That's literally what it cost them, honestly. Yep. It was more of a culture hit than it was an actual on-the-court hit to not have Boban. But the Rockets might wave Boban. He'll just walk back anyway. Gosh, that's so weird. Yeah, I, I mean, Houston may just wave Boban. He'll just walk back to Dallas anyway. So that's know. a long walk. It's, a, it's like an hour plane ride and like a four-hour car ride. So yeah. he, he better get a taxi or something, man. He's got um, long legs. He's 7'5". Also a really good actor. I finally watched Hustle the other day, by the way. <laughs> they had him play this, like, for those that haven't seen him, this is not a spoiler. They had him playing, like, shooting guard in the movie. That's fantastic. Um, uh, seriously, it's a great watch. Uh, well, okay, let me be clear. Non-spoiler review, 30 seconds here. Um, it is probably one of the worst movies I've seen in the last five to ten years that has anything to do with the sport. Oh, I'm dead serious. You can react all you want. One of the worst movies that has anything to do with a sport or a ball in the last five to ten years I've ever watched. But I have to give Adam Sandler really? credit. I have to listen. We're in a stage of Adam Sandler's career where three things are possible. He gets to do whatever he wants. Well, he's had that. We're, he, what, you need to watch Hustle. You clearly haven't seen it based on the reaction. No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, he gets to do whatever he wants. Just watch it. Two... He gets to make a basketball nerd movie. He basically made a movie for basketball nerds. And three, he made a movie where at the end of it, I'm not saying I'm a movie critic, but I am saying that he made a movie and I go, hmm, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in the last five, ten years. And my fiance goes, I really liked it. That's great. The basketball stuff's there. But he made a movie where my fiance can literally react and go, that was a really good movie. And I go, that was one of the worst movies I've seen in the last 10 years. And the only reason I enjoyed it was because I'm a huge basketball nerd and it had a lot of basketball nerd stuff in it. So this is not an Adam Sandler hustle review. This is a Christian Wood trade segment. <laughs> but it's just the point of Boban's in it. He's a shooting guard. And they made him, they basically made him <laughs> mute. They basically made him not able to speak English yeah. in any form or fashion. It was well, hilarious. he can't. He can. He's, he his can. English is good. Kind of. They literally didn't let him speak a single word of English, if I recall correctly. Anyway, Christian Wood trade is where we are. This isn't a hustle review. This is a Christian Wood trade segment. <laughs> at this show, I it, it, this show gets shout out to everybody who viewed the mock draft. It got almost six hundred views in less than a week. Thank you. 
But if this if this if show you're sticking around, gets, if you made this it this one, far, please subscribe. Um, God bless. I'm just, watching I'm, my I'm mental breakdown. Like, watching me argue with Trevor and then exasperate him over and over again. Your mental breakdown? I have to talk about Kyrie Irving and Christian Wood. I don't care oh, about okay. either of them. I think they're both terrible Bond court. Like, this is... I, I am in agony for the last 30 minutes. This is... And then, honestly, I got more in a ruse about the Hornets trade than I ever thought I would. So I'm just At in agony. I, we're both in agony. This is great. This... Maybe you guys yeah, should actually, give us Darvin Ham. You guys don't need that's a coach a, going to the draft. Point. We don't have picks. It was funny because you said that, and I like had to come to this realization. I'm like, that's right. We did hire Darvin Ham. Holy cow. Anyway, Christian Wood, really quick. Is he worth the 26 pick in Boban? 100%. Yeah. 100% he's worth it. But you're honestly, the way I just understood what you just said prior to my Adam Sandler d- debacle, you're saying that he might be a better fit than Jalen Brunson? Yes. I can't fathom that. Jalen Brunson was one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason, other than Luka's stellar superstar play, that they were where they were to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, because Luka missed Jalen Brunson was one of the best 25... <laughs> Luka was one of... Or, sorry, Jalen Brunson was one of the top... One of the best 25 players in the playoffs. Or even down the stretch of the he season. He was great when Luka wasn't on the court. Which was they the same played... issue we had Kristaps. Okay, so I guess... That Those games he showed out, Luca was injured. Okay. Christian Wood's not going to have that same impact. He's going to be worse than that. Yeah. You're, Luca's going to miss games when you're when you're running him into the ground oh, like, yeah. a, I mean, like, like a racehorse. More. Yeah. They need more. I'm saying. Now, look, this could be a null conversation if they get Jalen Brunson on a decent deal. The problem is I think someone's going to pay him. I, I think he's going to he's gonna get like the Malcolm Brogdon contract where the Pacers are like... I don't think we should have done that. He's four years for $26 million. And Jalen Brunson's yeah, probably Yeah, it's screaming Knicks all day to me. Yeah, no, oh, and they, they signed Jalen Brunson's dad mm-hmm. as an assistant coach. Of course it is. Four years, 26 to the Knicks. That's just, it's easy to see. How much? Happen. Huh? How much did you just say? Four years what? 26, what you just said. I meant 26 a year for four years. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my god! I t- I thought you meant four years, twenty six million, and I almost said it. No. I almost legitimately just had a stroke. Like I, I need to check my pulse. <laughs> like I'm not okay. This is. I thought you meant four years, twenty six for a second, like million, and I'm like, uh, that, huh? Because Duncan Robinson got five years for eighty five for we're, what it's worth. Yeah, we're gone at this point. <laughs> this has been the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm appalled that you think. <laughs> I'm so confused. Cool. I'm I'm gonna cut this off. We're we're done. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> download. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, all those things. Tell your friends. Later. Oh.